Hi everyone, welcome to the Femina Podcast, where we chat about topics that need to be talked about more and topics that inspire empowerment. My name is Elise, I'm a co-founder of Femina & Co and your host for this episode. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Femina & Co, check out our website at www.feminaandco.com and subscribe to our Patreon for exclusive content for the minimum price of a dollar at patreon.com forward slash Femina & Co. You'll find all the links to everything I just mentioned in the description box for this episode. Also, if you want, follow the Femina Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify to keep up with our awesome content. And if you feel like it, give us a like on Spotify and rate us on iTunes. We would definitely appreciate that. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy this week's episode. One, two, three, let's go. Hi everyone, welcome to the Femina Podcast. My name is Elise, I am your host for today and I am here with Louise. Louise is going to talk about her personal journey with essential oils. Hi everyone, my name is Louise and I am um, a mother of three and a grandmother of four. And many years ago I was diagnosed with a pretty horrible disease at the age of 16. And I was in and out of hospital from a very young age. I had an autoimmune disease and... Basically, I was on medication for so many years, I think until about the age of 23. And in that period of time, I'd actually met my husband and, well, he was my husband then, obviously, but he was my boyfriend, and he's German. So we moved to Germany. So with that, I took all my um, medical notes to see a professor in Munich. And he had a look at all my results, and he said, this is really not a true diagnosis of what you've been diagnosed with. So in Germany, they're very big on natural therapies and particularly homeopathy. Mm-hmm. So when you go to the GP, um, the GP would actually prescribe more homeopathic remedies before they went into allopathic remedies. Right. So in Could you just quickly explain mm-hmm. the difference between homeopathic and what was the other term you used? Um, allopathic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what's the difference between those two? Um, so the, the difference between those two, well, homeopathic works on the energy of the substance Mm-hmm. So, um, and it breaks it down many times. So there's a whole, it's a huge study into homeopathy and it was mm-hmm. founded by a German, um, Dr. Hahnemann, I think his name was back in the 1800s. So it's very, very old. Um, and allopathic medicine is Western medicine. So doctors in Western hospitals and general doctors here, they prescribe um, medication with just right, okay. medicine. So that sort of opened my eyes a little bit to the difference. And so I'd go to the GP, the GP would prescribe allopathic medicine, uh, sorry, um, homeop- homeopathy. And then you would actually, I'd go to the chemist and at the chemist, they would have all these beautiful homeopathic remedies. Mm. Um, whereas we don't have that here, right? Yeah. Why do you think that it's so different between Australia and Germany? Oh, I just think the Germans were very um, aware you know, you've yeah. got Rudolf Steiner, you know, all these guys yeah. that sort of made a big difference. They were very conscious way back then. There were a lot of, like, Tesla. There were a lot of – he wasn't German, but a lot of very interesting people around that time. Mm. And um, that that's what they had to use. They had to use homeopathy, I guess, as part of healing yeah. in the early days, back in the 1800s. So, um, so with that, I sort of became quite interested in the fact that oh, there's obviously another way to work with the body and heal the body. I don't have to be on like a cocktail of remedies or Mm. a cocktail of medication. I can actually use homeopathic remedies. And I started doing that. But then 
Um, also in Germany, we lived there for three years. A lot of people just generally use natural products. Yeah. And that sort of woke me up to that fact as well, that, well, I can do this more naturally. Amazing. Yeah. Wow, that is so interesting. So how is your – just tell us a little bit how you came into contact with essential oils. So when we came back to Australia, we came back with an 18-month little baby girl oh, who's wow. now 35. Yeah. And um, – I was unwell when I got back. I actually had to go straight to hospital, unfortunately, because oh. um, I had an ectopic pregnancy, which is not a very nice experience. Um, but that once we got back here, I really wanted to continue that focus on finding natural ways to work with my body. And, you know, I've got a child, so I thought I really want to protect her. I never want my children to go through what I went through at the age of 16. So I had a huge mission, a huge reason why I needed to focus on natural mm-hmm. remedies so I was actually introduced to to qigong masters I don't know if you've ever heard of qigong it's an older version or an original version of tai chi and Chinese medicine acupuncture so it basically stems from qigong means energy working with energy homeopathy is working with energy wow. so but prior to qigong I was already using oils essential oils um, but one of my fellow students she was using the young living oils and Basically, she um, introduced me, and that was, I don't know, 20 years ago. And you've been with them and ever I've, since? Yeah, we had a break for a couple of years because yeah. we went back to Germany and yeah. we'd had, we had enough with us so to take away. Mm. And so basically, yeah, that's when I was introduced to these oils and then I did a whole lot of um, study around the power of how oils and oil-infused products can work with the body rather than having products that work against the body. Yeah. And you say your mission was to, you had a bigger mission, but it was also to protect your kids. Like, what has it taught you and how, how has it changed your life with these products? Well, the and you, you're right. It was first to start with my family. Mm. First to start with me because as a mother, a young mother, I needed to be the best version of myself. Of course, yeah. yeah. And all mothers want that. But unfortunately, there's such a myriad of um, confusing messages out there. But our primal thing as a mother is to protect our offspring. Mm. So I was very conscious. I was really awake about it all. Um, And this is back in the early 80s. And I just knew that I had to protect my my family. And that's what I started doing. And then from that, just the love of what I was using expanded out to my extended family, like my mother, um, my friends. um, It's incredible. And then all of a sudden the whole community unfolds, a lot of women, um, we have more men using the products now because more men are now becoming more mindful as yeah. well. They're really becoming mindful. And I find this generation, is your generation, is fantastic because it's almost like you've got it really quickly where it's taken a couple of other generations a long time to really understand <laughs> it, right? Yeah. So, but we've still got a lot of educating to do. Yeah. And um, how do you find your role with um, educating others? Like how do you step into that role? Uh, well, it just comes from a place of passion, really, yeah. and it comes from a place of this works because your body, my body, all bodies are organic, Yeah, you know, and they're not designed by our creator to put toxins and uh, chemicals that are designed for machinery mm. in the body. But unfortunately, that is exactly what is in products that you'll go to the store and purchase. You'll be purchasing products that have got terrible terrible chemicals in them and it seems to be getting worse so we we say that most women 
would leave the house and they've already exposed themselves to about 200 to 300 different chemicals just by going around, having a shower, putting body yeah. creams on, washing the dishes, washing the clothes, whatever they're doing, yeah. um, because they're laden in there. And the, the chemical companies, the pharmaceuticals, are very, very clever at hiding chemicals. So if you see the word fragrance on any of your bottles, you can rest assured those, that fragrance has got like heaps of, heaps of chemicals in that. Yeah. But they only have to label fragrance. So we're kind of being hoodwinked. Yeah, I, yeah. Do, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with that, with your love for natural remedies and essential oils, um, your mission, what is your wider mission to help impact the health and well-being industry? Well, I just want to reach as many women and men as possible. Yeah. Um, young women like yourself, um, families, young families. And so my mission is to educate people around doing something differently because we're also, well, not me, but a lot of people are so caught up in the system of advertising and just um, like robots going into the supermarket, push a trolley around and fill it up with rubbish yeah generally mm. um so it's about getting that message out there and to help people walk through the minefield but at the end of the day uh the 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 education is pretty simple we're just we're talking about what you use anyway we're talking about shampoos and conditioners we're talking about cleaning mm. products we're talking about beautiful aromas in the home and how you can apply those to the body are you also a big believer in like whatever you put into your body you also have to kind of meet a halfway with um, mindfulness and you know meditation and, and all that type of stuff well as I said before with homeopathy and qigong everything is energy yeah everything and it all depends on what level you're going to be vibrating at so I can tell you if you're putting heavy duty chemicals in your body that's designed for car engines your body is not going to vibrate high Mm. So we're living in a time where we really need to have a high vibrational energetic system. We have an energetic system in our body. Well, it's actually not in our body. Well, it's in our body, but it's also yeah. extends yeah. beyond our body. Like you put your arms out and your aura can be that big. Yes. But your aura can also shrink in and it can also have tears in it. And so that allows other things to go in. So it's, really, it's like um, an egg in a shell. If it's cracked it's going to let impurities into the egg. So you'd discard it after, obviously, wouldn't you? Mm. So it's about protecting the wholeness of who you are on every level. Yeah. Um, yeah, so being mindful about what you're putting in the body. This is the conscious consuming that I speak about, to be mindful about, well, if I'm going to choose that over that, what's going to work with my body, not against it? That's my kind of catchphrase. You've got to ask yourself, what's working with your body and what's going to work against it? Yeah. And your body will tell you. And at a young age, your body is very clever because it knows how to do its own detoxification. It knows through the liver, through elimination. It knows what to do. But after a while, a drip feed of poison compounds, therefore building up. And so then the liver has a relationship with the skin and then the liver will say to the skin, you deal with it. Mm. And then the body ends up in, with a rash or all sorts of things can happen. Yeah. So the body's the purpose of the body is purely to keep itself alive, to house the spirit. Okay, because it is the temple. Yeah. So, but it, you know, if you imagine putting all this garbage in a temple, we wouldn't do it. Mm -mm. We've all, all walked around beautiful sites like in Bali or wherever, and we've looked at these beautiful temples or in Italy at beautiful cathedrals, and they, you know, you don't want garbage. You wouldn't see garbage in them because they've got to be clean and energetically high yeah. so it's all about the energy of the body 
um, and the energy of the aura because whatever's in the aura actually comes into the body. It starts there. Yeah. So we have a responsibility. Yeah, I think so many people are unaware because our last theme was mental and spiritual health. And so many people are unaware that everything connects with each other. So if, if what you're putting into your body um, is positive and is going to have positive effects, your mind follows along with it and then your spiritual health follows along oh, as well. Oh, absolutely. And when I'm treating my own clients as well, like they come to me saying, well, I want abs and I want to lose this and I want this part of my skin gone on my arm. And I always start off by saying, well, first of all, we're just going to stop thinking about the physical aspects. I love to like... I love to call myself a holistic trainer because mm. it's all about, you know, all the contributing factors that are going to help your mental, spiritual and physical health because your physical health will come along with it. It's like you, instead of pushing yourself to go, like, get fit, get fit, get fit, it's about how can I make myself happy and fulfilled and, you know, driven and then the, the physical aspect comes along with it and it all just is so interconnected and people don't realise they don't realize, they don't know the power of themselves, really. No. And that's because, um, you know, you've got this incredible system that needs to function well. But as I said before, it's not going to function well emotionally, physically, spiritually, if it's got the wrong ingredients. Yeah. You know, it's got to do, it's really simple. My message is actually very simple and I like to keep it simple because the last thing people need is to feel this is complicated. Overloaded, yeah. It's actually not. And that's the, the funny thing. It's so simple that some people think, well, it's too good to be true. Mm. So we've got to get people waking up a little bit more and, and stepping back into their power and understanding that, like, you can you can take an essential, like, frankincense and put one or two drops in the palm of your hand, massage it and cup it around your nose and breathe it in, and that's going directly to your brain. That's it's high in what we call sesquiterpenes, which is high in oxygen. So it's going to oxygenate the brain. Yeah. So it's it's feeding the system, which is just beautiful. Wow, how mm. interesting. So what is your personal opi- like opinion and prediction for the future of natural remedies, such as essential oils, um, compared to Western medicine? Um, well, a lot more people are becoming conscious. I, look, you're 20. And look at the conversation you're yeah. having. Like maybe 10 years ago, even 20 years ago, I don't think too many 20-year-olds would be sitting <laughs> down doing podcasts about what is this, where is this going. You, you know, it just wasn't happening. Um, so I think it's about the education, again, about helping to pe- people to educate. So natural remedies, in my opinion, are going to really be part of the healing process. Because a lot of people are waking up to pharmaceuticals. Now I'm not putting pharmaceuticals down entirely. Some people do need them and I would actually, as a disclaimer, if you're on medication, you see your doctor, you stick with medication. So I'm not talking about essential oils swapping out for medication because I can't do that and I can't say that and I'm not a doctor. But all I know is if I'm using these products and I'm using essential oils in my home in a diffuser rather than a candle that's got toxins in them, I know that... I can stay away from medicine. I can help my body the best I can. Yeah. Yeah, so as far as where the medicine goes, people will always have it. It will, it will always be there. But there's a lot more people that are saying, hey, maybe I can um, use this and I'll start to feel better on all those levels, the physical, emotional mm. levels. I think that's really important that you mentioned how Western medicine and pharmaceuticals will always be around because a lot of people, what puts them off um, – natural remedies is they go well the doctors have described them uh, prescribed them and like they need to be needed and when you said um 
that to try to keep yourself to natural remedies. But obviously, if you have a situation, everyone's different. Mm. If you have a situation, a condition where it gets worse and worse and worse, and you have to like go to pharmaceuticals, then that's totally like. And that's what you've got to do. Yeah. You've got to follow your doctor's direction. But I'm yeah. talking about people on an everyday level. Yeah, exactly. So even if you are on pharmaceuticals that are helping you for a certain condition, there's nothing to stop you to still use beautiful products yeah. that, are, that are going to stop have um, not a, a negative impact on you yeah. on top of it. So a lot of people, they're on the pharmaceuticals because for a certain disease. But then why not have a beautiful aroma in your home and why not wash your hair with beautiful mm. um, products that are infused with essential oils? So and, and your body will love that. It yeah. will be helping along rather than putting another toxin because if you look at the back of the labels on your shampoos and conditioners and you really research that, I think all well, you women it's listening shocked. to this, you're going to be shocked. Mm. You're going to be absolutely surprised. And I actually challenge anyone and come back to me and, you know, explain show me what you found but it's like sodium oral sulfates and pegs and parabens mm. they're literally no good for us so for those that are needing to be on medication treat yourself to using beautiful products that don't have extra um, chemicals any chemicals in them yeah i recently watched a video actually that talks about skincare because i mean like i'm getting older and all of a sudden like this beauty industry is like being shoved down my throat and i'm like oh i need to like keep away the wrinkles and this and that and we've spoke i've spoken to a lot of people about it on the podcast um and i watched a video recently that's it was a um a skincare professional and she said that before the age of 25 oh maybe it was 30 i'm not sure i have to fact check that but she said that it's the beauty industry shoves so many products towards the younger generations that they're aging their skin fa- faster than it would if they just clean, clean their skin with water and, you know, got some sun and then also sun protection and drank lots of water, which is just crazy because I'll, I'll spend $100 at Chemist Warehouse on products that I don't even know what's in them, but I would just believe what they tell me. Yeah. Well, that's where you need to stop. Yeah. Because that's $100 down the drain. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and yes, it's, and it's marketed at, to a very young age. I even see it in, you know, because I've got an eight-year-old granddaughter and a four-year-old granddaughter and a little two-year-old granddaughter in Berlin. Yeah. Um, so I, I can see where they're marketing even to that age group, mm-hmm. like already setting them up to think, well, that's what they need. Yeah. Um, but you don't. You don't need it. So for me, um, and the beauty about Young Living is they, for me, they tick every box that I could possibly want. I've got my shampoos and conditioners, so my my personal care. They have beautiful makeup range, so everything, this lipstick that I'm wearing, mm-hmm. I'm not big on makeup, mm-hmm. but I, I like a little mascara. Yeah, That's all Young Living, so it's toxic-free. I've got lippy on, toxic-free, a little bit of foundation, or everything I've got on is toxic-free. Yeah. It looks very natural as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and the deodorant. So I'm just mm-hmm. going down my body, right, what I've put on already today. Yeah. Okay, so wash my hair. You know, and you go down and I put on some nice hand cream and nothing is from the store. So they are targeting the young women because once they get you hooked, they've got, yes, they so, want yeah. you for life. Mm-hmm. And then women go along until all of a sudden, and this is getting younger as well, um, women are coming in saying, I'm not feeling as well, my energy's not as good, what can I do? And then we look at what they are putting in their bodies and we go, well, you know, have you considered stopping that? And just doing more simple things. Mm. So I can get some olive oil or a little bit of coconut oil. I can get some frankincense and lavender. Put it in the palm of my hand. 
massage it together and put it on my face and there's your moisturizer wow it's beautiful and yeah. olive oil from the you know good quality olive oil yeah from your kitchen cupboard as i keep on saying working with the body you want to work with your body mm, you don't want to be working against it. it yeah like you would not put diesel in a petrol car no would you yeah. So when you go to Chemist Warehouse, you're actually putting diesel in. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's yeah, a weird analogy, but that's, that. what, that's what you're doing. Yeah. One of the things that I love to do with families and young women like yourselves is to empower them mm. so you can find your, 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 your sense of centre again because often the way that women are, they can just be feeling a little bit off. And we just want to bring women back. So your meditation, your exercise, your yoga, your qigong, whatever it is that you choose yeah. to do, that is all about centering. But there's one thing that I'd like to add to this. One of the first questions I ask people is if they're mindful about the environment. And I'll ask you that question, mm. do you care for the environment? Of course. I definitely try my hardest to make very careful decisions when I am, you know, buying produce or, you know, spending money here and there and going knowing where my um, waste goes. Yeah. It's really easy to just forget kind of concentrating on ourselves too much that we forget. Well, that's that being us. caught up in the system. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So that's where it takes 21 days to change a habit. Yeah. So that's where you're caught up in the system. So it's easy to go, oh, I'll just grab that here or I'll just grab that there. You spend a lot of money grabbing stuff mm -hmm. from everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, so it actually hits your pocket a lot harder. But back to the environment. So when I ask this question, are you mindful of the environment and what's happening with the environment, what's where the environment will be in the future and how do we protect for your children in the future and your mm -hmm. grandchildren? Trust me, you never think it's going to happen, but all of a sudden your children grow up and they suddenly have children yeah. and suddenly become a grandparent. So I have that because I'm looking at my children and their families. So anything that I'm putting down the drain, that is going back into our environment. Yeah. Everything. So if I'm standing in the shower, and I'd like you to consider, and those who are listening, when you stood in the shower this morning, just a simple shower that's just an everyday thing that we don't give too much thought to because it's so routine, mm -hmm. what you put on your body, that then through that water washing off all those suds that you're looking at, because that's all the sodium lauryl sulfate, CSLSs, going down into that drain, where do you think it's going? And so that's going through a whole system as well. So, yes, we can be mindful of um, our waste and how we recycle, which is really great. Um, but the environment and the health and the care of the environment begins in your home. Mm. Let's not wait for governments or big corporations when everyone's going, decisions, yeah. you know, like I see these Hollywood people up on stage and they're all talking about the environment and why isn't more being done. But trust me, those women that are looking all glammed up like that, they would have spent Six hours having the beauty treatments, the hair's done, the mm. sprays, the spray tan. That all went down the drain. Yeah. So for me, it all comes back to what are you bringing into your home? That's where we have the power. What I bring through that front door, I have complete choice and I have complete power that nobody else can determine what I do there except yeah. me. Yeah. I um, wrote an article recently about the diva cup, the menstrual cup, because I started using one because I re realized how I did the research as well. You'll have to have a read. Yeah. Um, and the research that I found with the difference that it makes to the environment, your body and your wallet is just crazy. Mm. Like we've just been, I've been using tampons my whole life and I did not know the effect that they were having on my body, how much money I was actually spending on it and where they were going in like they're just being like just as if someone just dumped a bucket of them in the in the ocean 
And I'm so happy to say that I've actually converted a lot of my friends mm. um, and family and um, hopefully others yeah. to um, start using them, which is just amazing. Yeah. Well, and that's a healthier choice. That's what, what you're doing there is you're a conscious consumer. You're thinking. Mm. And when you, you find something that you really like, you can't help but share it. Yeah. It just is a natural thing. Like yeah. if you've seen a good movie, you just yeah. can't wait to talk about it. Or if you've been to a good restaurant, you can't wait to talk about it. So that that's just the nature of who we are. And our ancestors used to sit around a table and they used to all discuss the best things, the best purpose and the best ways to help their families. Mm. And what I find is happening now even um, with my beautiful members that I have with Young Living they're, they're doing that. They're bringing their own communities, communities together. They're all sitting around. They're talking. And as I said before, they're talking about really simple things. This is not rocket science. But it's, it's, it's just getting people to rethink the way they're doing things. So that's the education. Yeah. Yeah, so that you stop going down to the, the chemist and, and sinking $100 into whatever. Who knows? Whatever. <laughs> Chemicals, yeah. Trust me. Yeah. yeah. It won't be doing you any good. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited to make more active change um but back to you louise yeah i was last question um thinking back to 16 year old louise who was being who apparently had the uh, wrong diagnosis and you were in pain and not living to your fulfilled self what advice would you give her well what would i what advice would i (laughs) what would i well I would be, if I knew what I knew now then, mm-hmm. I would be wanting to be more conscious and more awake then. And it was interesting. And on some level I was because I used to be told to join the association to learn more about this disease state. Right. And I just said no. So I knew that I didn't want to know more about it. I didn't want to understand it more. I just didn't want to know about it. Um, so the advice that I would give myself as a growing woman is to sort of probably build on that to even back then I knew that there was a, there was an awareness around it and I would advise myself to keep on growing that awareness. Yeah. But at that age, you're not really, um, you don't have that freedom because you're under, you know, you've got your parents and doctors that are sort of guiding where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and also I can imagine, like, I mean, 16-year-old me was probably, like, if I was in your position, I would have been so sick of what was happening to me and someone goes, oh, like, you should talk to other people who have it. I'd be like, no, leave me alone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, I, 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 and that was quite – I remember that was quite interesting that I already knew not to know more because I yeah. just didn't want to bring it into myself. Yeah. I just knew that intuitively. But, yeah. But I was – as a young girl, I was very aware about – the earth mm. and what's above, you know, the stars, the sky. And so I think I just had that a little bit intuitively innately. But I was under a system yeah. then because of, you know, the diagnosis. Yeah. yeah. Wow, amazing. You have such an incredible story. Thank yeah, you so much well, for sharing it with us. That's okay. I love to share it because um, for someone, um, if it strikes a chord, I've done a good job. Yeah. And, um, and you're young. You've got a mum. And I sort of think, you know, I'm 60 now and it's like I want to live another, you know, good number of years. Yeah. I really do. And I need to invest in myself and you need to invest in yourself. So anybody who's listening to that that has got a mom or an auntie 
and you care for them and they're not doing too well, I'm so happy to speak with them because it's all about um, investing so that at this age, when I get to my 70s and my 80s and my 90s and who knows where from there, um, I still want to be the best version of myself. Yeah, definitely. I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having Uh, me. It's been really great. Check out the links below so you can follow us on Instagram, check out our website and subscribe to our Patreon for more exclusive content. If you have some time, go rate us on iTunes and like us on Spotify. It really helps our rating and to draw in more listeners. Thank you so much for listening, guys, and see you next time.